This is Delicate. Cataclysm. The breach between reality and nightmares. A dark space to share. Is this fiction? Some say you can speak into existence. Mr. Levy passed out pencils with a blank stare on his face. Everyone thought we were about to be tested, but no one wanted to say anything. Plus, Mr. Levy was giving off a weird vibe. He looked like someone hit the teacher autopilot button located in the principal's office. Jenny, who sat in front of me, decided to break the student's silence when he started to drool. Hey, Mr. Levy, are you okay? She asked. He didn't stop drooling, but a grin slowly spread across his face. All of a sudden, I wished I stayed in bed. Over the PA, they announced, All students report to the auditorium. Everyone stood, and since it was close to dismissal time, we all gathered our belongings as well and filed out the door. I was the last to go on purpose. I wanted to see if Mr. Levy would snap out of whatever he was in, but he didn't. He continued to pass out pencils, as if we were still at our desks waiting on his instructions. The grin still painted across his face, but now the drool was pooling on the last desk he stood in front of at the back of the class. As the pencil slowly rolled out of the box and tilted out of his hand, with that faraway gaze in his eye, he just stood there, like a rundown animatronic. As everyone went into the auditorium, I had a strong urge to go home. Usually, there's security at the front doors, but they were nowhere to be found. I only saw the janitor standing by the girl's bathroom with a bottle of soap in his hand. He had that same blank look in his eye as he poured the soap on the floor. Tabitha, you coming? I heard my best friend say. I followed Melissa into the auditorium against my better judgment. It was loud as normal, as some took a seat and some acted out, until the principal take the stage and yell for our attention. Then, of course, immediate silence would follow. But as I took my seat, I noticed that the principal was already on stage, and he wore the same expression Mr. Levy and the janitor wore. What I didn't understand is why only I noticed. Was the other staff also acting weird? Was all of the grown-ups? I stood and headed towards the exit. Hey, where you going? Melissa asked, but I ignored her, like I should have done instead of entering the auditorium. Then I noticed security closing the auditorium doors and taking posts with the same blank expressions. I wondered if I could just push past them and they not notice like the pencils falling from Mr. Levy's pencil box. Then I remembered the door behind the stage leading to the drama room. I turned around and headed for the stage. Melissa smiled. She thought I was coming to sit back down, but as I walked past the aisle she was sitting in, her smile faded. But she wasn't looking at me anymore. I kept my head down, not wanting to bring attention to myself. I didn't want anyone to follow me, Melissa could, but she didn't. 
I glanced back at her, and now she wore the same look Mr. Levy had. I looked up on stage, and all of the staff had gathered. They all flanked the door that stood in the middle of the stage. It had no business being there. It wasn't there a moment ago. It stood there by itself, no hinges, nothing holding it up. Still, the kids didn't shut up and notice any of this. I couldn't move. The principal raised one hand while looking out at the audience. Utter silence fell upon the auditorium. It happened so fast like the air was snatched from the room. I spun around to make sure I wasn't alone. Everyone was still there, but now they were all looking up on stage. A loud knocking sound came from the door, which made it shake in its imaginary hinges. No one but me reacted to the knocking. I couldn't imagine what was making that thunderous booming sound coming from the door. And even though I was afraid, I couldn't move. Inside, I wanted to run, but my legs wouldn't react. The door began to shake violently, as if the monster on the other side couldn't believe someone changed the locks. Then silence. A crack began to form in the door. It started at the top and quickly raced to the bottom. The knob twist and the door slowly rolled open. Then an alarm started to wail. Hey, Tabitha, wake up, girl. They want us to go to the auditorium. I blinked and raised my head. All of the kids were headed out of the class, and Mr. Levy was writing on the board. Everything seemed to be okay. It was a dream. I was almost out of the door, and I looked back at Mr. Levy. Have a good weekend, Mr. Before I could finish that sentence, I noticed that Mr. Levy was writing on the board, but he wasn't writing anything that anyone from this planet could read. And he was so close to the board, his nose was touching it, and drool ran down the blackboard. I decided then I wasn't going to the auditorium. I grabbed my phone out of my backpack to call my mom, but I couldn't get a signal. I sent a text instead. Then my phone was slapped out of my hand. Lisa, Big Bone Brooks, I've hated since the first grade, will eat me since the second, stood in front of me. Did you get the memo, nerd? Everyone report to the auditorium. Or are you just hard of hearing? I kneeled down to get my phone, and she lifted her foot over it as if to crush it. I paused. I wanted to shout in her face. None of your damn business, you evil cunt. But she probably didn't know what a cunt was and slapped me across the hall. Instead, I slowly met her gaze without standing. Yes, I got the memo. So why are you headed towards the east exits? I'm not. Liar. I left something in the gym and I'm going to... Mr. Levy stepped out into the hall and yelled Lisa's name so loud. Everyone in the hall grabbed their ears. From the unearthly deafening yell, I couldn't comprehend how a human could produce a sound like that. And I didn't ask any questions. I took off running towards the east exit. And Lisa was too occupied with Mr. Levy, now tightly gripping her arm and pulling her into the class. I couldn't help but feel a little bit afraid for her. I burst into the stairwell, headed down towards the exit, 
When I hit the second landing, I could hear kids in the halls all around me. They sound more like cattle being herded to the slaughterhouse. When I reached the final landing with the exit, I slammed my body into the door to no avail. The door didn't budge. I looked over my shoulder, and Mr. Levy stood with chalk on his belly, drool coming down his chin, looking past me. Auditorium, young lady, he said. When we entered the auditorium, I glanced around looking for Lisa. I didn't see her. Then I had a quick vision of her body, folded up in one of those large totes Mr. Levy keeps way back in the closet in his glass. Mr. Levy shoved me down in a seat. Stay, he said without looking at me. Then he went to take his place on stage next to the other staff. They equally flanked the door. It stood in the middle of them all, as if it was about to make an announcement. I dropped my head into my hands and felt the buzzing coming from my backpack. A text. It was my mom. Got your text. I'm here in the east parking lot. I didn't want to tell her to come in, but if I didn't make a move soon, she would. I stood. I left my backpack so it looked like I would return. But no one was looking at me. All eyes were locked on the stage, just as all the auditorium exits were blocked by huge teachers I've never seen before. I paced in the aisles. Then I took a seat in the middle of the aisle, crossed my legs as if I were on the rug back in pre-K, and closed my eyes. I decided to take control and practice what I've learned. Silence fell all around me. The students, the teachers, the door were all gone. I lay back and float in darkness. Three, two, one. That was a good session. I truly feel we made a ton of progress. Okay, hun, back to your room. Dr. Daniels? Hello, Dr. Reed. I didn't hear you come in. Sorry if I startled you. I'm just anxious to hear if you made any progress, said Dr. Reed. Yes and no, said Dr. Daniels. I don't understand. You've been under with her for five hours, and still you can't give me any answers? What do we tell the police, the children's parents, that a whole auditorium of staff and children vanished? <laughs>